Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you for a brand new day. Thank you for the grace to come into your presence this morning. Thank you for the great privilege to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Father, we come this morning with thanksgiving. We come to say thank you for the gift of mercies this morning. We come to say thank you for the gift of grace this morning. We come to say thank you for the gift of life, for the breath in our nostrils. We say thank you, Lord, for the families that you have given us. We say thank you, Lord, for every blessing that you have surrounded us with. We say thank you, Lord. Be glorified, Lord, forevermore in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because you are the hope of the nations. Lord, everyone connected to you, Lord, is blessed. We say thank you, Lord, because you have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Father, be glorified forevermore in the precious name of Jesus. As we come into your presence this morning, we ask, Lord, once again, speak to us. Help us learn in your presence. Help us to increase in wisdom and cause your name to be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Morphe Eyenike. All right, let's conclude conclude the book of Ephesians this morning by reading Ephesians chapter 6, okay? So it's been interesting. I've learned a lot just reading through the book of Ephesians. I hope you did also. Um, maybe just for us to just recap, remember Ephesians chapter 1, 2, 3, and 4, Paul talks about the unity of, of the body, the body of Christ, okay, and what Jesus achieved when he died on that cross in uniting us and making us one with, with God, with the Father. And then in chapter 5, he he, he uses that that analogy or compares it with with the marriage institution husband and wife should also be united as one just as Christ and his body are united okay so in chapter 6 uh, Paul then connects it with the relationship between children and their parents and then concludes the book okay so we read this morning, um, Ephesians chapter 6. Tomorrow we start, okay, our next book promises to be interesting, the book of Philippians. Okay, get your Bibles, Ephesians chapter 6, children and parents. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. Obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. The right thing to do is to obey your parents. 
In fact, I <laughs> thank God we are in the we are in the New Testament. Oh. Ah, in the Old Testament, you disobeyed your parents. Do you know what the law says they should do? The law says that they should stone you to death. Yes. The law says that if you have a child that is stubborn and refuses to listen to you, they should bring the child into the public and then everyone will join hand together and stone the child to death. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Thank you for giving us a new covenant. Okay? So, it says, children, obey your parents because you yourselves, you belong to the Lord. Okay? So, if you understand that God is your father ultimately, obey your parents, respect your parents. If you can't respect the parents that you can see physically, uh, no, don't come here and tell us that uh, God is my father, God is my father. I love God, I respect God, I obey God. No, you will not understand it. God says, obey them because you yourself, you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing. That's the right thing to do. It says, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. Okay, so when you read, not if you read through the, the commandments, okay, there were different commandments, but among the ten specific commandments, okay, that God wrote on that tablet for the children of Israel, honor your father and your mother was the first commandment that God attached a condition to or attached a benefit to. God said, honor your father and your mother so that your days, your days will be long on the earth. Okay? They will stone you to death. <laughs> In the Old Testament, they will kill you. Okay? So, but honor your father and your mother so that your days may be long on the earth. He says, this is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well with you. And you will have a long, a long life on the earth. You ask yourself, so what's the connection? What's the connection between the two? And what, what do you mean by honor? Honor means to respect them, to submit to them because you belong to the Lord. Ultimately, you belong to the Lord. Okay, so that does not mean they should lead you astray and then that's fine. Or maybe your parents are calling you to, to do something that is against, against your conscience, against the word of God, and that is fine. Okay, so, so some people have asked me, so pastor, what am I, what am I supposed to do? Well, my parents are asking me to do something that I know violates my conscience, violates the word of God. Okay, so you still have to realize the Bible says you should honor them. Okay, so honor them, but don't violate the word of God. Don't violate your conscience. Okay? So pray about it. If you can, find others, other people, your uncles, for example. Okay? Other people that, okay, you, you also honor and, and get them involved. But don't, please, don't, don't disregard them. Don't walk out on them. Don't leave home like some people would do. Uh, in the case of marriage, some people, I want to marry this person. Your parents are saying no. And then some people just leave home or just take a unilateral decision. It's, it always does not come out fine. Okay? No, honor them. 
honor them and work things out. God says here, if you honor your father and mother, things will go well with you and you will have a long life on the earth. He says, Father, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Don't provoke your children. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Why is this important? Father, we, you will give account. The children are not ultimately yours. The children belong to God. Okay? The children belong to God. And so, remember that you will give accounts for these children. So it says, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Why is this important? Always remember that the person, the boy, the girl that you are disciplining, that you are raising in your home, is going to be somebody's wife. It's going to be somebody's husband. It's going to be somebody's father and mother in the future. Okay? And so as the father, as the mother, it is your responsibility to raise uh, somebody with integrity, with character. Okay? It is your responsibility to raise somebody with a heart. Um, and I'm telling you, this is one of the reasons why our society is failing. This one part of God's word is failing. The family unit is failing. People have come to think, oh, uh, we don't need the father and mother anymore in the home. Oh, just one parent is enough for the child. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. A son needs his mother. A son needs his father. A daughter needs his mother. A daughter needs his father. Hallelujah. Now, now let's read the instruction on, on, on slaves and, and masters. Why did, is this in the Bible? Because in the Bible, in Bible times, you know, uh, there was slavery. Okay? And during that period, it was, it was allowed. So God gives them instruction, instruction on how to deal with one another. Slaves, he says, obey Obey your earthly masters with deep respect and fear. Serve them sincerely as you would as you would serve Christ. Serve them sincerely as you would serve Christ. Try to please them all the time, not just when they are watching you. In other words, don't do things with eye service. Don't do things just because, oh, let them see that I am good. And I'm telling you, this also applies at work, right? Uh, yes, it applies also at work. Don't do things with eye service. Don't try to please others just only when they are looking at you. Do things and let them come sincerely from your persons. It says, as slaves of Christ, do the will of God with all your heart. Work with enthusiasm as though you were working for the Lord rather than, than for people. Okay, your situation will not always be the same. Yes, your situation will not always be the same. One day, one day, you might also be the master. One day, one day, you might be the, the owner of, of the company, of the job. So, like I said, what applies here, what Paul is saying here, applies to an employee also. Do your work with enthusiasm. 
do your work not only when other people when people are watching you with eye service you know no do your work with with competence with diligence okay it's, it's work with enthusiasm as as though you were working for the lord rather than for people don't work just for a for a salary for a pay work with enthusiasm deliver results i'm telling you the time is coming okay ah uh, it, it not not too long from now where you you might have other people working for you and then <laughs> the seeds that you have sown will begin to we begin to manifest says remember that the lord will reward each one of us for the good we do whether we are slaves or free okay the lord will reward each one of us for the good that we do since masters treat your slaves in the same way don't threaten them don't threaten your slaves don't threaten your workers remember he says you both have the same master in heaven and he has no favorites god is no respecter of persons god does not respect oh i am the owner of the business and so i have a right to treat a whole human being to treat them as if they are trash you will give account you will give account to god i pray that you will give a good account in the mighty name of jesus all right so let's read about this old armor the whole armor of god you know paul tells us here about how a christian should fight spiritual battles and i'm telling you you will learn something this morning it is a final word and these are paul's final words be strong in the lord and in his mighty power be strong in the lord and in his mighty power how do i become strong in the lord okay so the truth is unless you know the lord unless you know what the mighty power of the lord is you can't be strong in him and so that's why scripture says the book of daniel those who know their god will be strong and they will do exploits okay so when paul says be strong in the lord you need to know god better spend time daily in his presence I uh, pray to him, talk to him every day. You will know him better and better. And as you know him better and better, you will know what God can do. You will know ah, that when God declares a thing, it comes to pass. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. Put on all of God's armor so that you can withstand every strategy, every attack of the devil. Okay, so Paul here is using the analogy of a Roman soldier. Okay, because that was what the people were used were, are used to. Okay, or were used to. He was using the analogy of a Roman. So just look at a Roman soldier and the way he is kitted, kitted for battle. And Paul uses that analogy about how God also equips and, and keeps us for spiritual battle. 12 says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood, uh, flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of, of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly, heavenly places. The key word there is that we are not fighting against flesh and blood blood enemies our our enemies are not physical eh? they are evil rulers 
evil, evil rulers and authorities in the unseen world. They are mighty powers in the dark world, you know, wicked spirits. Okay, so uh, most times the problem is not the mama, the mama in the village. The problem is not your husband, it's not your wife. I've seen people, you know, go uh, to, to places where they are told, ah, that the problem you are going through is caused, is caused by, by somebody in your house or is caused by a relative somewhere, you know, and then the battle begins between you and that relative. Paul says that we are not fighting against flesh and blood. I'm not saying that these spiritual forces don't use physical people. Yes, they use flesh and blood. But Paul is saying that our fight is not ultimately against the people, the people, the individual that they are using, the vessel that they are using. In other words, leave the vessel alone. Deal with the power behind the person. Yes, deal with the power behind the person. And I'm telling you, you would have silenced, silenced even the, the person that is standing in front of you. So, key instance, look at Jesus. When Jesus, whenever Jesus encountered people that were, that were filled with, people that were filled with demonic power, okay, um, people that were trying to carry out the devil's, the devil's intention, Jesus didn't bother dealing with the physical people. Okay, sometimes when he talked to them, you will know that he was speaking beyond the physical person standing in front of him. He was addressing the spirits behind them. So Paul says we must remember this. We are not wrestling against physical beings. We are not dealing with just physical people. There are influences behind them. Okay, there are controlling effects behind them. And that is what we'll, de we'll, we'll deal with. It caused them unseen. It caused them evil rulers and authorities. It caused them mighty powers in the dark world. Evil spirits in the heavenly places. That is what we deal with. And so because our fight is not a physical one, then the weapons that we use are not physical. They are not physical. You're fighting your wife at home. She's just the source of your problem. She's the source of your problem. This fight is not a physical one. It needs to be handled spiritually in the spirit. Okay, so let's look at how Paul says we should handle them. It says, therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy, the enemy in the time in the time of evil. Put on every piece of God's armor. When a Roman, a Roman soldier dresses up, every piece of his armor is important. Okay? It could be well-dressed without an helmet. Okay? And just that helmet alone gives the enemy the opportunity to take him out. Okay? So, our armor, okay, or our equipment, what we use to fight with the devil has to be this complete okay you can't say oh i have just this one armor i know god alone and that is sufficient no it has to be more than that so let's look at all of the armor it is therefore put on every piece of god's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil then after the battle you will still you will still be standing firm so stand your ground 
put on the belt, the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. So, let's deal with the belt first. Okay, someone will say, ah, is belt important? Yes, belt it was important. Then, eh, you see the, the, the coat of armor, everything that the soldier was putting on was so heavy. Okay, and so the belt held everything in place. The belt the soldier was putting on held everything in place, in place and made him look, look smart. Paul calls that truth. He says the belt of truth. What is truth? <laughs> Remember when Caesar, um, when Pilate was judging Jesus. Ah, Jesus told him that he had come to speak the truth. And Pilate asked him, what is truth? Truth is the word of God. Hallelujah. Yes, the revelation of the word of God. Paul says, stand your ground. Put on the belt of truth. Have the word of God. Yes, have the word of God. And this is why it is important that you read your Bible every day. Have the word of God in every situation. So what are you going through today? What does the truth say about that situation? Okay, you are going through, um, you you are barren, for example, currently. What does the word of God say about that situation? That is your belt. Okay, you are going through turbulence in marriage. What does the word of God say about this situation? That is the belt of truth. It says, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. Hey, if you see the soldier, eh, the body armor was very important. Okay, it doesn't mean that the belt of the, the belt is not important, though, but the body armor was very important. It covered everything in front of him and a lot of the parts are behind him. Okay, so covered his vital organs and everything so that you could not just run him through, through easily with a spear or with a sword. How does that happen? The righteousness that we receive from God. If you confront the devil without the righteousness that comes from God, not there's a righteousness that comes from trying to do the law. That righteousness does not work. The devil knows. Uh, the devil knows you very, very well. The devil. Uh, uh, I'm sure. Okay, if the devil sees you as 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 a threat to his kingdom, they will. He will likely be on you to know uh, as much about you as possible. And so you don't need your own righteousness. The righteousness that you need. Isaiah already warned us. Isaiah said that, look, our righteousness are like filthy rags, be, rags before God. And so you will not be able to present your, your own righteousness as your body armor. It will not work. What you need is the righteousness that comes from Jesus. So this morning, okay, if you are born again, you have that righteousness. Okay, you have this body armor on. If you if you have your body armor or on already, ah, please put on the belt of truth. Speak the truth with one another. Know the truth of the word of God. If you are not born again, you see the reason why we say accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Aha, because the righteousness that Jesus will give you is your is your body armor. Next, it says for shoes put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be you will be fully prepared 
the peace peace that comes from the good news. What is good news? Good news is the truth that Jesus came, died for man, okay? Died to redeem us back to God. And so we go out preaching this uh, this message that people should be reconciled to the truth. Paul says that when you are doing this, you will be fully prepared. Yes, because you will be reading your Bible regularly. Uh, you will be, people will ask you questions. And then, the, of course, you will need to find the answer in the Word of God. As you are doing that, you will be diligently preparing. Paul calls these shoes. And you know that shoes are important, right? You could be fully dressed with your armor and you have your belt on. Without shoes, one step out, you step on a stone. You can't fight again. You can fight again. And so you need, you, need, you need your shoes to be on. And these shoes, it is for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. Okay? Put, put that on as much as possible. It says, in addition to all of this, hold up the shield, the shield of faith to stop the fairy arrows of the devil. The devil will always continue to attack us. But the reason why we can always put him in his place is because of our faith. Our faith in God is our shield. What is faith? Faith is knowing who God is. It is knowing that God will do whatever God says he will do. It is knowing the person of God. It is put on. It says, look, hold up your faith as shield it will stop every fairy arrows of the devil when the devil attacks you you'll be able to say to the devil i am a child of god take that somewhere hallelujah it says put on salvation as your helmet put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit which is the word of god salvation oh hey is your helmet the sword of the spirit is the word of god okay have the word of God in every situation. When the enemy brings an attack against you, okay, have the word of God for that situation. That is the sword of the spirit. That is how we fight our spiritual battles. When the devil brings things, uh, you know, anything that does not look like the purpose of God or the will of God into our life, we are able to resist him and say, no, this is what the word of God says. Look at Jesus. When the devil brought those three temptations into Jesus' life. What did Jesus do? Jesus took the sword of the Spirit. Jesus said, it is written. And so you want to be able to resist the devil? Be able to say to the devil, it is written. Huh? It is written, the Bible says, none shall be barren in the land. I'm not going to be barren, okay? I've waited on God for five years, seven years, ten years. Uh, uh, eventually, I will carry my own child. Because God says that none shall be buried in the land. You must be able to say, it is written, that is the sword of the Spirit. Put on salvation as helmet, okay? You must give your life to Jesus. That is your helmet. That is your helmet. Hallelujah. He says, pray in the Spirit. Remember, this is still part of, of the armor. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Stay alert. Okay, you could be fully dressed. Someone said that. Look, an expert with a, a, a master with, with a little knife can take you down holding a sword or holding a spear 
Okay? So, it is that part of staying alert that is so important that makes the master the master. How do you do this? Paul says, pray in the Spirit at all times. Pray with the help of the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit be the one guiding you as you are praying. Paul says, stay alert. Okay? Don't be like, like fools. Don't be like those who just walk as if they don't, they don't know that we are living in an evil world. An evil world when the devil will do, will, will do nothing but to see us fail as children of God. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Paul says, and pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike. Paul says, I am in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. Like I said, Paul wrote the book of Ephesians in prison. Final greetings. To bring you up to date, Tychicus I will give you a full report about what I am doing and how I am getting along. He is a beloved brother, a faithful helper in the Lord's work. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, to let you know how, how we are doing and to encourage you. Peace be with you, dear brothers and sisters, and may God the Father, God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you love with faithfulness. May grace, the same way Paul ends majority of his letter, may God's grace be eternally upon all who love our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. May God's grace rest upon you this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. All right, so let's recap. Okay, so first thing God says about the relationship with, with, between parents and their children, it should be smooth, right? Yes, you should work things out. Don't provoke your children to anger. Children, honor your parents. Very important. It talks about the relationship between masters and slaves. And I said this, this relationship works also between own, job owners, okay, and um, between employers and employees. Okay, don't do things with eye service. Next, Paul tells us how to, to fight our spiritual battles. Put on the whole armor of God. Not just some of it. Put on the whole armor of God. You must have the shield of faith. But that is not enough alone. It's not important. You must have the sword of the spirit. You must have the helmet of salvation. Hallelujah. You must have the helmet of salvation for shoes put on that willingness to preach the good news and be prepared in, in, at, at all times. Put on your shoes and be, be, be prepared to preach the gospel. Have the belt of truth on and have your body armor, which is the righteousness that comes from God. Put all of this on together and I'm telling you, you will be able to withstand the devil. Paul says, pray at all times. Pray in every occasion. What is going on in your life, pray about it. Don't be afraid. God is your father. Ah, I see Christian. The last thing they will do is to pray. They want to sack you on the job. You just lost your job. The first thing you do is to be wailing and wailing and be crying. No, the first thing you should do, the Bible says in all things, give God thanks. And so say, ah, Lord, I thank you. 
I thank you because you gave me this job that I just lost to. Ah, and so you will give me another one. <laughs> I've seen a testimony like that. This brother was praising God, okay? He lost his job, was praising God. By the time he got home, I'm telling you, and that job was waiting for him already. Ah, an application he put in just, just came true. Ah, God will give you wisdom this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. I want us to pray as we go. Lord, help me to put on my whole armor, my total armor every time. If you notice, all of that armor is standing on the word of God. Yes. Ah, all of that armor is standing on the word of God, the belt of truth, your body armor of righteousness, shoes of the willingness to preach, to preach, to preach the gospel, the shield of the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, and praying at all times. All of it is standing on the word of God. I want you to pray this morning, Lord, help me to put on my armor at all times. Help me to know your word, to spend time with your word. Help me to know you better and better. Will you make this your prayer this morning in the mighty name of Jesus so that you will be able to resist every attack of the devil. You'll be able to resist every every challenge the devil brings into your life. Father, we put on our entire armor this morning in the name of Jesus. We resist every attack of the devil. We resist... uh, that that news that news that says that we will not make it that news that says we will be barren that woman will be barren father we resisted this morning we declare what your word says there shall not be any barren in the in the land and so we declare that we are fruitful in the name of jesus to that person that is worried on the job i declare peace in the name of jesus I declare that your job is secured in the name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you this morning and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.